Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pitchers and catchers are reporting to training camp, and spring is in the air. The warm weather is surrounding us in some parts of the country. And this spring training, what players have the most to gain, the most to lose? We are going to give you a spring training preview on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast, which starts right now. So spring training is in the air, and the news came out uh, January 10th that the Cardinals were going to invite 27 non-roster players to spring training and this isn't all that untypical right there's always a list of non-roster players that are invited to spring training these are players that are not on the 40-man roster but are typically players in the the prospect pipeline and some notable names here to pay attention to uh top draft picks michael mcgreevy cooper herpy tink hence are all going to be at spring training. We all figured that, um, you know, players like Victor Scott, Takoa Roby, uh, Thomas Sajesi, Cesar Preto, all going. Catchers Leonardo Bernal, Sammy Hernandez are some of the notable names that will be there as well. And, and you know, we could go the list. The list could go on and on uh, with, with the rest of the 27 players. But it, it got me thinking that this spring training is really pivotal pivotal for many of the St. Louis Cardinals. And I, I was thinking about who, who would this be most crucial for. And so this is a list of eight players that this spring training is going to mean a lot to. And we're going to start out with the most obvious name, to me at least, and that's Victor Scott. Victor Scott had a, had a great year at double a last season um between double a and double a plus ball he had 618 plate appearances 548 at bats hit over 300 and he stole 94 bases and played really good defense in the minors and tommy edmund we all know he's dealing with the wrist issue and if that lingers if there is any if there are any complications for tommy edmund Victor Scott is a guy that could work himself through the system and to the major leagues quicker than you might have anticipated. Uh, Victor Scott, we all know he's he's got the speed, uh, but he, he's all he was also getting it done with his bat in the minor leagues as well. And I know he would have to jump from Double A to the big leagues, but if he puts together a, a spring training, a really good spring training where he's super impressive defensively, offensively, and with his speed. He might force the Cardinals hand and a lot depends on Tommy Edmonds health. And a lot of this also ties into the next player that we're going to talk about, but there's no doubt that Victor Scott possesses a lot of tools and John Denton in an interview with Bernie Mikolas on his radio show said, Victor Scott has a lot of the tools that it need, that you need to become a superstar in major league baseball. And to be honest, the more I watch a Victor Scott, the clips that I can find, wherever I can find them on YouTube, primarily just watching some of his at bats, some of his, some of his game with, with, uh, for lack of a better term, 
the more I am growing more and excited for Victor Scott. And it's going to be interesting to monitor him throughout the spring training. And I think Cardinal fans are going to want to keep an eye on what he's up to, even if he starts the year in the minor leagues, which he probably will. But if he impresses at spring training, there's no doubt that Victor Scott could be up with a big club a little bit sooner than people think. Now, the second player on the list is Dylan Carlson. Dylan Carlson is going to have to show the Cardinals that he is, you know, that he's going to be okay being a fourth outfielder, or potentially he's going to have to fill in for Tommy Edmond, who's projected to be the opening day center fielder, assuming that he's healthy. And to be to be quite frank, Dylan Carlson has been a, a disappointment. I remember when Dylan Carlson first came up. Um, and he, he's the first round pick of the St. Louis Cardinals back in 2016. When he first came up, all Cardinals fans were excited for him. And really, since 2021, in 2021, Carlson hit 266. He had 18 home runs, 65 RBIs. And we thought, oh my goodness, we've here we go. We have this 22 year old uh, player who is on the on the verge. I mean, he finished third in the Rookie of the Year voting. But since then, it's really been all downhill for Carlson. In 2022, he had 236, just eight home runs, 42 RBIs. And then, of course, he was injured for parts of last year. Um, he only had 219 at-bats, batted 219, and really just hasn't developed the way that the Cardinals anticipated him developing. And so this spring... And this year are going to be it's it's going to be huge for for Dylan Carlson of what his future is with the St. Louis Cardinals, because you can make an argument that the only reason why the Cardinals haven't traded him away and that they decided to trade away uh, people like Tyler O'Neill and Richie Palacios instead is because they feel they've got a valuable player in Dylan Carlson and they're not willing to trade him away just yet because there was a time and we can all remember that. When Dylan Carlson's value was through the roof, I mean, if the Cardinals would have decided to move on after that 2021 season, can you imagine what the haul would have been in return for a player like Dylan Carlson? They could have secured a legitimate starting pitcher to anchor their rotation even into this year. They, they, they could have added a, a pitcher that year if they would have traded Dylan Carlson. But of course, that didn't happen. The Cardinals viewed Dylan Carlson as a starting outfielder in the major leagues and a potential star for the team. And, and, and like I said, when you look at the numbers of that 2021 season, you know, 542 at-bats, as I mentioned, 18 home runs, you thought, wow, that's just the start of something great for a 22-year-old player. And it just hasn't, uh, just hasn't accumulated. It just hasn't come to fruition. But this is a huge year for Dylan Carlson. And this spring, all Cardinals fans are going to want to pay attention to what his numbers are and how he gets off and how he starts spring training, I think, is going to be telling for you know, if, if the Cardinals uh, go in the Victor Scott direction or do they not? I mean, they're going to have some options. And if Victor Scott impresses and Dylan Carlson doesn't, I'm not saying that Dylan Carlson's not going to be with the Major League Club and that they're going to promote Victor Scott. But that's going to raise some eyebrows, I'm sure, because Victor Scott is a very exciting player. So the next player we're going to talk about is Alec Burleson. And Alec Burleson, while not as sexy as a, 
as a Victor Scott or a Dylan Carlson potentially for what they could mean for this ball club. There's a lot of good things about Alec Burleson. And as of right now, it's he's in an interesting spot in the sense that, you know, Dylan Carlson's the fourth outfielder. You need a backup catcher. Matt Carpenter's on the roster. He could be the odd man looking out uh, come, you know, come the time when the Cardinals have to put together their final roster for the regular season. And last year, you know, the numbers, I mean, in, in part-time duty, he had 315 at-bats, batted 244, eight home runs, 36 RBIs, doesn't play the greatest defense in the outfield. So we're going to see if he's improved. I mean, he's he's 24, tw- actually 25 years old. And I'm a fan of Dylan Carl, or I'm a fan of Alec Burleson, rather. Alec Burleson. I think Alec Burleson has a lot of potential. I think there are times when you when you watch him at the plate, and you go, man, this guy could be a really key piece of this roster. But the, the truth is, I mean, the log jam has cleared up a little bit with trading away, uh, you know, Tyler O'Neill and Richie Palacios. The, the log jam has cleared up a, a little bit. But as we mentioned, you know, Victor Scott is, is still there. You know, you're going to have to have a spot for Jordan Walker. Potentially, Brandon Donovan can play some outfield and Tommy Edmond basically took that center field role last year and projects to be the starting center fielder. So you're going to have to cram out playing time somewhere. And we know that the Cardinals are going to use Wilson Contreras as a designated hitter. They're going to with the way Ivan Herrera has played. So it's going to be that that means it's going to be tougher and tougher for Alec Burleson. You know, he could relieve Paul Goldschmidt at first base. He could, he can play in the outfield. He can DH, but outside of that, Really, the versatility is is there, but the Cardinals are also strong in each of those positions. So it's going to be interesting to monitor what kind of spring training Alec Burleson has with this team because it, it definitely can impact whether he's on the, the major league roster or not. I My guess is he's going to be, but we'll see. I mean, there could be another player that emerges this spring if he doesn't have a good spring. There's no guarantee. So... Alec Burleson, a fascinating name to monitor. Let's shift to the pitcher, shall we? And let's talk about Matthew Libertor. Because last year, Matthew Libertor pitched a game where I thought, oh boy, here we go. Matthew Libertor, we're going to have our guy, uh, you know, potentially this guy is the, what we've been waiting for. Maybe we can salvage something from that horrendous uh, Randy Arosa Arena trade. And it turned out that, you know, Matthew Libertor, just wasn't quite ready to be a major league starter. In 11 games started, 22 games total, Libertor had a 5.25 ERA. He only pitched 61 and two-thirds innings. With towards the end of the year, too, he was coming out of the bullpen. So again, it's gonna if if Libertor has a good spring training, I think he has the potential to earn a bullpen spot. I do, or potentially at least a spot with the with the major league club. However, you start to look around this 40-man roster, and I did this exercise as well, and to, and to see who is going to be on the final 26-man. And you have, you know, the, the Cardinals have signed Kenyon Middleton most recently. They traded for Andrew Kittrich. They have Ryan Helsley. JoJo Romero is going to have a role in that bullpen. You would think that, you know, Zach Thompson, Nick Robertson, Ryan Fernandez, who they brought over in the Rule 5 draft, some of these players are going to factor in in the bullpen as well. So it's going to be be big spring trainings for all of those players. 
but but there is some depth there in the bullpen. And if if Matthew Libertor doesn't pitch well this spring, who knows what can happen? Because it really looks like he's going to be a bullpen guy, maybe a spot starter here or there. He can definitely fill in in the starting rotation if one of those veterans goes down, if Steven Matz is hurt again. And we'll talk about Steven Matz a little bit later. But Matthew Libertor is another player who could find himself in AAA if he doesn't have a good spring, if the Cardinals decide to go more the reliever route. If, they, if Zach Thompson has a better spring training, that could be the spot. Because you start to do the numbers, you start to look at some of some of the players that you could potentially keep or you know not have on the roster. And he's probably going to be on the roster. I, I would think likely he will be, but it's no guarantee. So it's it's a big spring training for him as well. Zach Thompson, another guy that we mentioned, Zach Thompson, I, I thought at times should have been given more opportunities to start games last year. Uh, Zach Thompson, a, a guy that it felt like Matthew Libertor got the nod over him last year. And, and I'm a big fan of Zach Thompson. I really am. Um, but the, and Zach Thompson, you know, he pitched better than you know, Matthew Libertor. And he, his ERA was lower, 4.48 ERA in 66 and a third innings. He only started nine games, but he was he wasn't and he wasn't great, but he was better. It's it's going to be a very important spring training for him to potentially show that if for the for the same reasons that Matt, it's an important spring training for Matthew Libertor, right? He can show that he can be a starting pitcher in this league. Can he show that he's a legitimate long reliever in the bullpen or middle reliever? I mean, the Cardinals all of a sudden by adding, and this is why it was so smart to add to that bullpen strategically in the way that they did, trading for Andrew Kittredge, bringing in Kenyon Middleton. Now there's some depth there. Now you're not so reliant on Giovanni Gallegos. Now you're not so reliant on Jojo Romero. And one or two, like, and, and it doesn't really depend on any one player to, like, you need this player to do X. You need this player to do Y. Now there is some depth there, so players can kind of sort themselves out due to their performance. You can pick the best guy and you would do that anyway. Obviously I'm not saying that you wouldn't, but now there's going to be competition. Now, now there's going to be some serious depth potentially in the bullpen. And then, you know, you talk about the starting pitching rotation, which I don't know if there's enough depth there right now, but you, you have names like Zach Thompson and Matthew Libertor that can potentially fill in if need be. So these players are going to be super important to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to want, obviously, these guys to play well and to potentially show that they can be major league starters, at least fill in, because of the Steven Matz factor. And we'll talk about Steven Matz now. I mean, there's no, it's no secret amongst Cardinals fans that Steven Matz has largely been a disappointment. But you talk to or you, you listen to John Denton, and some of the other baseball insiders around the league talk about Steven Matz. Steven Matz is a really good athlete. When the car, and now when you look at that contract now, four years, 44 million, it's not the end of the world, really. I mean, it, it hasn't worked out for the Cardinals, but you look at last year when he was healthy. I mean, people forget that Steven Matz started 17 games last year. His ERA was 3.86. He pitched over 100 innings. And yes, he got hurt. And yes, he was injured. And he wasn't available when the Cardinals needed him. But overall, he was a really good pitcher. 
when he was when he pitched. And the Cardinals are going to need him to be that this year. 98 strikeouts in 105 innings. That number needs it would be nice if that number went up a tad. But that's not terrible. So the Cardinals are going to need Steven Matz. And 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 if Steven Matz is right and he's healthy, I think he can be a really good pitcher for the Cardinals, but he's going to be he's going to need to be more consistent as well. Otherwise, you know, the Cardinals are going to be if the Cardinals are in uh, the hunt in the playoff hunt, there's no doubt that they're going to be looking for a replacement, uh, in, in a starting pitcher to to fill in, right? To to fill in that starting rotation. So Steven Matz, this is a big spring training for Steven Matz. And really, ultimately, Steven Matz needs to prove that he can stay healthy. Steven Matz needs to prove that he can pitch 150 innings. You know, he doesn't even need to get to 200. If we could get 150 innings, St. Louis Cardinals get 150 innings in the five hole from Steven Matz. I think they'd be over the moon. And I think if you if you got that 150 innings from Steven Matz and you got potentially 25, 26 starts out of Steven Matz, that that would be huge for this Cardinals rotation. And but we'll see. It's a huge question mark. There's no doubt. So in really. It's a big spring training for Stephen Mass, but he needs to prove that he can stay healthy and he needs to do whatever he believes is going to help him stay the most healthy. Now, Andre Pallante is the next player on our list. Pallante last year pitched 68 innings in relief, gave up 76 hits, 476 ERA. And to be honest, he was a below average reliever out of the bullpen in a year where he came off of in 2022. In 2022, in 2022, in 47 games, he was really good. He pitched 108 innings. He, he made 10 starts. He had an ERA plus of 123. He was he was good in in, in his starter slash reliever role in 2023. And it's it's fascinating what a year can mean for a player. And the Cardinals obviously have every hope that Andre Pallante can bounce back. But as I mentioned before, there's a lot of bullpen depth now with the trade for Kittrich, with, with Kenyon Middleton coming over. And there's only going to be so many roster spots. So the Cardinals have high hopes for Pallante. I expect he's probably going to make the roster. We'll see. But the Cardinals are ultimately going to choose the, the eight best bullpen arms or seven best bullpen, however many bullpen arms they choose to have. They're ultimately going to choose the, the, the seven or eight best guys. So Pallante, it's, I mean, there's no guarantee that he, you know, if he has a really bad spring, he doesn't get off to a good start. We'll see. We'll see what the Cardinals decide to do. I, I'd be kind of surprised if he didn't make the roster, but, but we'll see the last, and, and I'm kind of cheating here, but the last players that we're going to talk about, Tink Hens, Takoa Roby, Gordon Graceffo, I believe are all long shots to, to make the 26 man roster. But they do, it's not like they have a 0% chance. And I'll start with Gordon Graceffo because Gordon Graceffo, it came out that he was a dark horse to be an impact bullpen arm for the Cardinals. And, and I, while I think that's a nice story, I, I don't necessarily know how realistic it is because of the moves that the Cardinals have made. The Cardinals have brought relievers over from other teams, and that's resulted in the Cardinals... Uh, you, you know, being have, having more depth in that bullpen. And, and if Ryan Helsley can stay healthy, they, they've they got a pretty solid bullpen. I'd say it's above average with the guys that they have now, but it can be only be bolstered by some of the younger guys that they have. And Gordon Graceffo is potentially one of those guys that could 
fill a role in the bullpen. And he he wasn't great when he pitched last year at AAA. I mean, he needs to be better. 4.92 ERA, 18 of those games were starts. So he has primarily been a starting pitcher to this point in the minor leagues. But if he can if if he can have a good spring, and by all means, he he's got a lot of talent. Gordon Graceffo, he's one of the Cardinals' top prospects. If he can have a good spring, he at the very least, the Cardinals are going to have a good problem on their hands trying to choose between who to keep and and who not to keep, right? And so Gordon Graceffo can make things interesting for the St. Louis Cardinals. Takoa Roby's another guy that's interesting and is in the same vein as Graceffo. I mean, he's never he only pitched at Double A last year. But when he was with with the Cardinals, and again, it's a it's a small sample size of four games. He he started fourteen games total and had a four point six three ERA in those games. But the four games he pitched at Springfield, he was really good: three ERA in twelve innings. Again, it's a short sample size, but a lot of scouts like Takoa Roby, and by all accounts, he is you know he he's invited to spring training. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Cardinals deploy him. So he's definitely a guy to keep your eye on this spring. And finally, Tink Hentz. Tink Hentz will be there. Tink Hentz, a lot of Cardinals fans are excited for him and for good reason. He's got a lot of talent. I believe that he has the most upside amongst all of the Cardinals pitching prospects. He might not be the most likely uh, you know, to, to, to break through. Uh, Takoa Roby might be more likely to break through. And, and make it to the major leagues this season. Gordon Graceffo, same story. But if we're talking upside and the potential to be a really good starting pitcher at the major league level, I believe Tink Hentz has the most upside. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can do and to see if he can bounce back. I mean, it's going to be a big year for a lot of these Cardinals prospects. It really is. And it all starts at spring training. So uh, it's it, again, it's gonna, it's, it's so great to, to have spring training here. And, and these are just some guys on the list. And I squeezed in 10 names there. And just to recap, Victor Scott, Dylan Carlson, Alec Burleson, Matthew Libertor, Zach Thompson, Andre Palante, Steven Matz, Tink Hens, Takoa Roby, Gordon Graceffo. It's a big spring training for all of these guys. But I want to hear from you, which St. Louis Cardinals players do you think Spring training is going to mean a lot for them. It can raise their stock or it could lower it going into the season because while there are some roster locks and the Cardinals have a lot of locks in their roster, like we know who's going to catch. It's going to be Ivan Herrera and Wilson Contreras. We know who's going to play first base and third base. We know Mason Wynn's going to start at shortstop, right? We know second base is probably going to be Nolan Gorman or Brendan Donovan. Center field, if he's healthy, is Tommy Edmond. Jordan Walker is going to have a spot, and so is Lars Newbar. Like, there's a lot of roster locks. We know the starting rotation, uh, but and, and and we know a lot of the the key bullpen members. But these other spots, some of them are going to be it's going to be wide open, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. We'll keep you up to date here on Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Give the podcast five stars on Apple Podcast. And again, let us know which player you think is going to have to have a good spring training or they can raise their stock the most or lower it the most uh, this spring training. Let us know which players you're excited to see 
And as always, it's great that baseball's back in the air. Long live baseball. And don't forget to follow the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.